inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. Yes, it is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke here on WDEV. Our program today is brought to you by the Willie Store, family owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Polly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington. One call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more. All you need right there in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By PR Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott, family milled lumber for all your projects. They can help you out and check them out on Facebook, PR Lumber. By Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guysfarmandyard.com. And the sponsor who brings us the In the Garden podcast, Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. Find them online at dandelionacres.com. Our telephone numbers are 244-1777. Actually, that's the only one you need because they'll switch over to all the lines that we have here. 802-244-1777 for your questions and comments about gardening for Peter Burke and speak of the devil. Well, actually, not the devil. He's an awfully nice guy. Here's Peter Burke. <laughs> speak of the devil, huh? Yeah. Well, the devil went down to Georgia, so he's not here anymore. We heard that. My old friend. Though. Yeah. Well, that, and I played the version that should have said son of a gun, but it said the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that this morning. <laughs> there are two versions. I just don't know which is which. <laughs> well, beautiful day out there. What a wonderful drive over. It was very, very nice. Uh, uh, after the show, I'll be heading up to my garden to continue doing some... Uh, um, uh, some planting and, and a little bit of clearing out because uh, um, it's sort of uh, I told you about the manure the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so we got that to do um, when uh, I went in for my uh, booster shot um, one of the nurses there a guy named uh, Jeff now this was for monkey pox <laughs> <laughs> no monkey business Jeff. Right, right. <laughs> shot to the head um, <laughs> so uh, he said, well, what's the trick to growing Brussels sprouts, you know? And uh, and uh, so I just went over the things that I do and uh, do little research online just to see if uh, everybody agreed with that. And for the most part, yes. Uh, the, it, and it's so similar to what we do with the tomatoes that you could almost just uh, do, say, just do the same thing and do with tomatoes. So... 
um, as the as it grows, as the the plant grows up, and this is a full season plant. You know, you're you're gonna you'll harvest this in November sometime. Um, so you won't get more than one crop out of uh, uh, of that. This is this takes you know from uh, well from as early as you can get them in to to November to grow and and really produce. Uh, uh, I usually have uh, my broccoli plants run between three and four feet high. They really are uh, stretch out there, but you'll see that. Uh, the stems, right? Each stem has actually a little bud just about to form. So that's, that's where the brussel, the brussel sprout, sprout, sprouts is right there in the crook of the, of the leaf, um, on the stem. So, uh, as they start to form, you know, when you actually see them, they you just uh, either cut off or break off, uh, that, that, uh, stem. If you cut them off, then later on the little stubble will drop off on a, or you may just have to knock it, it'll come right off. But what that does is the same thing it does for, um, for the tomatoes is it puts the energy into growing the sprouts. And, uh, you just keep going up, um, and, you know, for the whole season and let them, give them room to grow and room to, um, uh, to, to produce a nice, uh, little, um, well, good size sometimes, uh, sprout. I know mine will fill my palm. You know, they were good size Brussels sprouts and that's always a thrill to get the, a nice harvest like that. But even the little ones, uh, the smaller ones are, are just as tasty and I usually call them out and, and cook them separate or throw them in a soup or just do something simple in a stir fry. They're, they're still good, but, I like those big ones because we'll cut them in half and oil them, salt and pepper, and then roast them in the oven or in the the um, the air fryer. Uh, so those are absolutely terrific. And, and it's so funny. Uh, it used to be, and it wasn't too many years ago that if you said, "Well, I really like Brussels sprouts," some people would say, "What is that?" You know. But now, you know, you go to. Um, well, like, you know, Positive Pie started serving, uh, the roasted Brussels sprouts and, uh, you know, a number of the different restaurants around. That's actually an item on their, on their appetizer menu. And, uh, you know, it, I just sort of get a chuckle out of it because this was, uh, the unknown, you know, baby cabbage is the Brussels sprout and, and they've become very popular. <laughs> yeah, we do that, uh, all the time. We boil them. We, uh, we, we, Marinate them in, in oil oh, with yeah. some garlic and yeah. then just broil them. Simple oh, as that. Or, huh? or, or bake them. Yeah. 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 And, and they're, they're great. You know, they're, they're just, uh, and the air fryer works really quite well mm-hmm. if you've ever tried that. But the, that's the quote unquote trick. And as you approach uh, November or the end of the season, you can actually cut the top right off. Now, um, they should be part of your spray routine. Um, uh, I have already seen some of the cabbage moth uh, uh, flitting about the garden already. Well, the one that I saw was a very pretty blue, <laughs> and they run from uh, blue to white to even uh, maybe just a light green. There. I've and always wondered what the difference was between the white ones, the yellow ones. 
and the well, blue ones the most. I don't know. Yeah. It's sort of like the difference between a, a white lupin and a you know yes. a pink lupin and a blue lupin. I think they're all lupins, and I think they're all just cabbage moss. That's all. They're all hungry it. when they're caterpillars. They're all yes. quite hungry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And th- th- so. When you're spraying, you know, obviously you'll see uh, those little bugs on your your broccoli. You probably won't see them on your cabbages because they usually hide in the crook, you know, at the bottom, just like with the the snails. So um, as you're planting your your olive, your cabbage, you want to just put a little bit of that um, that uh, sluggo around each plant as you as you plant it um, from the set. Put a little bit around there, and you'll have to refresh that every, oh, every maybe two or three weeks at the most, and that that'll help to keep those uh, the slugs out of your cabbages. And then uh, you'll need to spray with either a thergicide, which is a, a biologic, uh, or uh, the Captain Jacks, uh, that's also a biologic. Um, and those, uh, uh, some people say that they use neem oil, and uh, since I use the thergicide and I'm just, you know, using up the bottle I have, uh, I haven't tried the neem oil uh, on that specific one. I'm gonna grab, uh, I'm gonna use it for the uh, flea beetles on my tomatoes. They're, they uh, have uh, come in and attacked full, full force. So, uh, so so the uh, back to the Brussels sprouts at the very end of the season you can cut that top right off but it's still important to make sure that the um, the cabbage moth has has not been allowed to grow there and um, and Brussels sprouts are a heavy feeder they they uh, will need uh, a good fertilizer on a regular basis uh, whichever bag uh, or you know whichever one you use use the instructions on the bag. Uh, I think for ProGrow, uh, they suggest every couple weeks uh, to put another tablespoon around it. Um, and that's not a bad practice. You, you, the, the, the organic fertilizers, of course, you have to realize are different than, you know, your, your chemical fertilizers, you know, uh, 10, 10, 10 or uh, 5, 3, 4 or any of those. Uh, those are water soluble. So they, they go into the soil and to the, um, to the plant very quickly, um, but they they also uh, don't you know are not necessarily good for the soil or or good for the plant in the long run. So when you fertilize with an organic fertilizer, uh, it takes time to break down. But by adding a little bit on a regular basis, you know you you start the gravy train for your plants and. They can, uh, you know, the health of your soil is not at all um, in jeopardy. You use a strong biological um, health in in your in your soil, which is really important. In the long run, it's very important for the the health of the plants, the healthy garden, health of your soil. All of that is is um, it's just a better way to go. So don't forget to uh, water them well. You know, they're as they grow those buds, they're sucking up lots of water. And, you know, because Brussels sprouts really aren't uh, harvested till the end of the season, it's real easy to ignore them uh, and as long as they're growing. But, yeah, the water will make a big difference uh, to make sure that they're watered. And when you're watering, you want sort of a, a steady uh, watering routine. Um, the... Uh, um, obviously, you don't want to overwater, but 
Um, from from now until probably about August, uh, you want to take a look, uh, depending on what your what our rain is. Uh, most of your summer rains really don't do much for the garden. Uh, they don't really soak deep. Uh, when you get those uh, summer rains, they come in and they they'll be heavy uh, uh, for a while, and then they stop. And the only way you really can tell if your plants are getting the water that they need is to is to reach down in the soil. And if you go down an inch or two and it's dry down there, then then they don't have enough. It hasn't been enough. You want to make sure that it's you know, there's good moisture all the way down to um, to the root zone, and that's about you know five six inches down, and that's pretty easy. You stick your finger or two in there, or use a tool and just sort of dig a, across, and you'll see. Um, after one of those summer rains, the the top of the soil is wet, good and wet, and as little as an inch down, it'll be just as dry as could be. It's kind of a surprise there, as uh, you know. And of course, you take a lesson from the uh, from the growers whose livelihood depends on this. You know, they will, of course, uh, when they cultivate them, they you know are very um, very quick to break the branches off and get uh, get them out of the way. Uh, they oftentimes have an irrigation uh, line uh, right along the row so that uh, the plants are constantly. Uh, have enough water, so they'll water, uh, they'll turn their irrigation on once a week or twice a week, depending on the soil moisture. So we need to do the same thing. We need to make sure that there's uh, plenty of nutrients there, plenty of moisture there, and uh, and then the regular pruning. All those things are very similar for whether it's a Brussels sprout or a tomato. <clears throat> the tomato is also the same thing. You want to once it grows up and has its first flower, you you cut away or break away all of the stems, um, all of the side leaves um, on the stem from there down to the ground. And when it it takes about oh eight ten inches before you'll get your next uh, group of uh, tomatoes. And when they grow up uh, eight ten inches and they get that. Um, the flowers start to, to grow there, go ahead and break off or cut off the, the stems as you go along. And this is, you'd be surprised, but this is an almost weekly by weekly, um, uh, chore in the garden, you know, to get out there. And, uh, so there's a, there's a huge reward in the tomato and that's really why we're growing them. We're not growing them for, for greens. All right, let's take a break, and we will see you after the break, and keep going on. I have a few other things I want to talk about, and your calls are welcome at 244-1777. Call to brag, call to ask a question, anything you want. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery, garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. Gosh, we're having fun. We got Norm waiting out in Bristol, okay. too. All right. Okay. Norm. Let's see what's growing in his garden. Norm, uh, you're on with, with Peter. We're having so much fun today. What's going on in Bristol? Uh, well, <laughs> not a lot. I was just up street today and paid a bill and stuff like that. And it's yeah. pretty quiet up there. Went yeah. out of creamy. Oh, yeah. 
I treated myself every once in a while. You have uh, to. Listen, I've got, I called in a while back, and I was talking about this fern problem that I have. Yep. And <clears throat> the last couple of years, this fern just appeared. Uh, it may have been there before, but not in the uh, garden the way it is right now. It's just like taking over my garden. Oh. Uh, especially where my raspberries are. I've been yeah. growing raspberries since 87 and yeah. never had a problem with them. Every, these particular ones are ever bears, uh-huh. yeah. and I only let them produce one crop. Yeah, yeah. So I cut them right down in the springtime to almost ground level. And then they... And, yep. Yeah, and uh, they've always done really, really well. They'll just take right off, you know, like grass. Okay. Their roots, you know... Uh, follow underground and then they pop up, you know, like grass does. And yep. the next thing you know, they're you, know, you have to mow them down because they get yep. to be too many. Absolutely. <clears throat> yep. So right now I've got this fern. It's got a light green leaf uh, pattern on it. It grows maybe to about maybe a foot yeah. or so high. Yeah. And I dug those up and I found the root system, yeah. which is just barely underground. It has a crown, right? Yeah. And so you just follow uh, the plant itself after it germinates. You know, you find the root system really quickly. Yeah. Um, Then you have to use your fingers to pull that thing out of the ground. And I'm telling you, this thing is a a fern from you know where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just unbelievable. It's so thick and massive. Um, They're probably, I picked up one the other day, it was probably a foot foot and a half long and about a foot <laughs> wide. And it, it's amazing, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. I can same problem with mint. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah. And I know the problem that you're working with. Uh, and you want to you want to figure out how to keep that fern out? Yes. Mm. Well, you're doing what you should do, and that's just simply stay after them for a while. Um, but a couple of different things. Uh uh, first of all, you want to look around your garden, find out where they're coming in from. So, you know, it does, it, it'll help your, your berries to get them out of the row or however you, you call Oh, yeah. That's get them out of the row. But, but I take. I started that, but, you know, it's. Yeah. A lot of other things to get in the ground, you know. Oh yeah, no, I, I understand yeah, completely. But when you're, when you're done with, with that, uh, the mining that you're doing that you need to do in, in your plants, take a step out and find out where they're coming from so that, you know, hopefully you can forestall that. And, um, it actually, this reminds me of one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, uh, and that was, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, people who are using the garden beds, but they're, they're letting the grass grow in between the bread, beds. And, yeah. and, uh, the important thing is not only in between the beds, but around the beds. So, uh, I don't know what are you using for a mulch right now on your cedar. Cedar mulch, yeah. So uh, what I'm what I'm getting at is go two feet out away from the bed that you have and put the cedar there too. More or less, try to create a barrier between what's mm-hmm. coming in from outside and and your bed, and 
that's probably one of the most effective things you can do both in your garden and in a, a permanent perennial bed like that too is to uh, give it a, a two-foot swath around the outside to at least it slows it down. I mean, there's no question yeah. that that the the bark or the cedar will, you know, it, is good ground for for creepers. But um, at least you'll see them as they come in because they'll, you know, they'll the roots will go in and they'll pop their head up and you'll see it before it gets in too far. Yeah, so that's what I that. did around my grapes this year. My yeah. grape rubbers, I really did a thorough job of pruning them back. Yep. I, I learned a little bit more about pruning them, and they're doing really well. I'm oh, that's a great. Lot of blossoms and stuff. But after I got done mulching underneath the grape arbor, yeah. I uh, saw some ferns, and I started pulling on them, and one of them came up with this huge root. Yeah. And so I said, hmm. So I got rid of all that I could find yeah. before I mulched. Yep. And then I... Um, Noticed uh, within maybe a couple of weeks or less, uh, little ferns starting to come up <laughs> through the mulch. Little devils, yeah. <laughs> they, I just didn't get the whole root system. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, I was just wondering if I could get it identified. Was is there any kind of uh, organic control of those particular ferns? Oof, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, and you're talking about an herbicide and there yeah. isn't much in the way of good organic herbicides cause they, you know, it's very hard for an herbicide to, to select between the good, good stuff and, and the, the bad. bad stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you get into, uh, you know, the, the glucinate, those kinds of things, uh, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty much just for, for grasses and herbaceous stuff. Um, and I, it's not really so effective because all it's really doing is, um, it's killing the, the top of the plant. It's not gonna kill the roots down all the way down. Yeah, that's what I was, what if I, what if I were to mow my berries down, which is uh-huh. a drastic thing for me yeah, to have yeah, to do? Yeah. And then rotor till the whole area. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's that's a good plan because most of these things, their roots are almost like tubers. So what you're going to be doing is cutting up the roots and and spreading it like crazy. It's sort of okay, like so if every you, little piece that comes every, off exactly, it, yeah, you know, every piece another plant, a whole another plant, yeah. That's so, what we were worried about. Yeah, uh, and it's sort of like uh, we, you know, at what one point I did some landscaping in the and the. <laughs> they went across where the uh, um, uh, where the comfrey was, and <laughs> for a couple of years I had comfrey all throughout my my car, all throughout the lawn. It was like little green rabbit ears coming up all over the place. Oh boy! Yeah. What if I just mowed it and just kept it mowed? Well, yeah, mowing works fine. Yeah, that, that's that's good, but it doesn't. It won't. What'll happen is that the, those, those roots will only get stronger and they will, uh, they'll head out towards, uh, greener pastures, so to speak. You know, they'll head towards your garden or wherever else they can find good soil. Well, so killing, so by killing the greenest, you know, where they get, uh, most, a lot of plants get their energy from yeah. the leaves and yeah. things. Yeah. 
So that's not going to deter the root system if I no. keep it mowed? Nope, nope. Uh, well, it will, of course, keep it down where you're mowing. That's, right. that's yeah. true. But, if, you know, if you have anything nearby, more or less, my, my blackberries are right next to my garden. So, you know, what's in the mm. blackberries is in the garden, too. So I think, I, that, that. I think that even though it's a pain in the neck, you've you got to stay with the program with what, you're, what you have there. Um, uh, do you know what the, that particular uh, vine is called or fern is called? Well, that's what I've got on my list to ask you is to try to – how would I find that out? Uh, well, what I did is uh, I took a picture of it and I sent it to UVM, and okay, they told me what it was. And there, it's a real simple thing to do online. You can even so do it with your phone. service or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Norm. Uh, let me know how it goes. Okay, thank you. And we have, uh, we have another call. Oh, Ann, is that you, Ann? And I just wondered what your solution is to make sure that your onions don't have rot in the center of the onion. I heard mm. it is a some kind of miller yeah. that plants there. What do you do? You can't do anything about it? Well, it's a difficult problem because it's soil-borne and... Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the first and foremost is is a rotation. You you want to stay away from that particular spot. Um, you want to, you know, probably the. Uh, are you planting the little uh, um, onion bulbs or are you no, planting plants? The plants. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing. Um, where are you getting those locally or from Texas from the? No, I get it from um, Plainfield. Okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, those are those are good things because uh, sometimes the outside stuff carries mm-hmm. stuff with it. Um, and then uh, I was looking at this because we were talking about it, uh, even watering, you know, so you don't want them to dry out and then, and then water them uh, heavy. So you want to, you know, get into a regular rhythm of watering like uh, – okay. Uh, you know, once a week, basically, mm-hmm. you want to make mm-hmm. sure that they have enough water. Because uh, what what really happened is if it gets too dry, that layer of skin dries out a little bit. Uh, and, and so what you what you want to do is is make sure you get nice even nice even sure. watering. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, thank you. Instead of like potatoes there. Yeah. Put the onions there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank you very and, much. And do that, you know, so that you get at least a three-year rotation. That would be a minimum, a three-year rotation. Okay. And then if you see them, if you see the that that uh, let's see, yeah, I can't think of anything that you could use for a spray. Uh-huh. Yeah. The no, the rotation is your best bet in the even watering. Okay. That that's what's going to really. Okay. Uh, really make for the best uh, result there. Well, thank you very, very much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thanks for the call. Now, did you call last week? Yes, about the fluffy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what did you decide to do? Because I've been thinking about that all week. Is the... <laughs> well, we haven't done anything to it yet because I keep saying if it rains and pours, then yeah. maybe the, when you said if you if it's you know just loaded with water yeah. then it will not get fluffy yeah but it's just amazing you step on it and it just oh well, I, I would yeah. i wouldn't wait too much longer you know i if know you were sounded like you were a little worried about how expensive it was going to be to to buy all those boxes and stuff and what you could do instead is just get a uh, a roll of landscape cloth 
And uh, they're usually four foot wide, and I take mine and roll it out the length of my garden and then cut uh-huh. it in half. And then just get the – they have the six-inch staples for that. You get a box uh-huh. of those. Uh, definitely get the box of 100. Don't buy the little package because the box of 100 costs as much as the, uh, you know, a package of 12. So, um, uh-huh. and, and you just, you stick that, the, you stick those down on the ground, you lay them out, and, uh, uh, then you start walking on that. And if you, uh-huh. if you, if you happen to have a lot of cardboard, you could just do the same thing with, oh, sure. with cardboard, you know, so okay. that you're, you're, you're trampling down, you know, mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. the pathways and you're, mm-hmm. and you're keeping the weeds down. And then, so in those four by four areas, which is your mm-hmm. bed, right? Then just add that, the, the peat moss and the vermiculite to that. And if you can okay. get a hold of, uh, you know, the best thing is to buy the bag compost because there's no weed sure. seed in that. And then you can just take those one at a time and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and as you can afford it, you can, you know, uh, get some two by sixes or maybe you can find some used ones and, right. and put those on the bed, but it'll be all ready for you when, right. by that time that comes. Well, thank you very, very much. Well, yes. you're welcome. And yes. thanks for the call. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you. Awesome. And we have uh, Bill in Moortown. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, how are we doing today? Oh, you know. I appreciate your show. Well, uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Do you <laughs> think the baby broccoli is worth putting in in this area? Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, well, maybe I'm maybe I need a little... You have a you 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 have uh, onions. You have broccoli uh, starts seedlings. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Put it in. Yeah. First year I've ever done it. Oh no, that Here's the beauty. The beauty of. Get? Do you know? Say that again. I'm sorry. How big do the heads on the broccoli get? They'll Is range in size. Fun? They'll range in size. Uh, some depends on the variety that you got. Some just okay. depends if you're lucky, uh, but uh, they'll range from three inches up to uh, eleven or twelve inches. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, but, I thank you. But much here's the input. thing with broccoli. Now I want you to to realize once you cut that head, right? Don't pull yeah. up the plant because it'll oh, no. se- oh, it'll no. send up. Uh, yeah, it'll send and up I side shoots see right one, up. You know, out there to come along. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I've raised broccoli for a good many years. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm 78, so yeah. I've been around the garden for a day or two. Oh, so. good. Well, give me your All number. Right. Thank you much for your input. <laughs> All right, Bill. Yeah, take care. Okay, so um, I think it's time we take a break. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today... Hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Nola is like a dream come true. She's sweet and unaffected. Everything Nola seems to do is really unexpected. Nola has twinkling eyes of blue and cherry lips perfected. Everything nice like sugar and spices. Nola. 
You're too good to me. And I don't have sparkling eyes. See, no introduction is needed. No, I I was calling partly because I let you down last week. I didn't give you a frost poem. But when I came in from the garden not too long ago, everybody was talking about things that I'm dealing with right now. So what I gathered from what you guys said, much better to pull out than to just whack down. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep, for sure. Okay. We are an ongoing debate between my husband and I. Oh, let's just weed whack it, and then we'll till it. <laughs> and I keep saying, no, we must pull them from the roots. <laughs> and it's taking a long time, but um, and I've fallen backwards several times, but they're out now. <laughs> and and that's good, and hopefully by the afternoon's end, we'll have a garden in the back that we can plant. All right, all right. So my question and you don't have any right to answer that, mm. is I've reached a spot right in the middle of the garden, um, and there's a row of clusters of some sort of allium. Okay. Little guys. Yeah. Not garlic, for yeah. sure not garlic, but yeah. little purple and white guys. I planted that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Should we leave them be and let them grow, though, right? Uh, there's no reason not to, for sure. Uh, it, it sounds like those are um, somehow or another the potato onions or the walking onions or the Egyptian onions, whichever whichever one you want to call them, uh, is in there. And that's, a, that's basically a perennial. And really, its best use is as a scallion. They don't mm-hmm. really bud up much. But it, it, is it growing in a, in a bunch? Yes, several yeah. bunches, probably yeah. a dozen bunches. Yeah, unless it could be uh, shallots that you that you grew and didn't realize. It could All be. Right. A well, we'll keep watching them. Yeah, watch them. If they get big, the, and you know they have that sort of purplish cast, uh, then then they're probably the shallots. But other than that, they they could be the the other ones, Egyptians well, or they're all good. Well, they should be Egyptians since I've got Egyptian in my blood, right? There you go. We'll Ooh, call them please. Egyptian onions, by God. That's great. Like <laughs> they sprouted that's, up in sympathy. That's great. Well, let me just share a, a not-too-long Robert Frost poem with you folks and uh, let you get on to the business okay. of the day. Yeah. I mentioned, I think I mentioned last week, about the wood frogs at the beaver pond. And they all sounded like members of Congress <laughs> talking, yes, no, I don't know, yes. So. I wish you, you sort of wish they'd croak too, right? Oh, I didn't say that. You did. Well, this poem is called Hyla Brook, and it's a very sweet poem. Yeah, okay. By June, which is where we are now, by June our brooks run out of song and speed. Sought for much after that, it will be found either to have gone groping underground and taken with it all the Hyla breed that shouted in the mist a month ago like ghosts of sleigh bells and a ghost of snow or flourished and come up as jewelweed. Weak foliage that is blown upon and bent, even against the way its waters went. Its bed is left a faded paper sheet of dead leaves stuck together by the heat. A brook to none, but who remember long. This, as it will be seen, is other far. Then with brooks taken otherwise in song. We have the things we love for what they are. <laughs> To that, I say thank you, Mr. Frost. Absolutely. Love for what they are, for sure. For sure. So be well. I'm going to go back and keep pulling those weeds out, and we'll till it up. Yep, yep. Hopefully next week there'll be something growing. Let me know what what kind of onions you got there. Well, that'll be a little while yet. (laughs) 
Well, maybe I should send you all some onions. There we'll you see. go. <laughs> all right. Take, take all right. Care take care. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. You're, yep. You're welcome. Um, so, uh, where were we, Joel? <laughs> well, we were traveling along somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we were broccoliing, I think. No, uh, <laughs> Brussels right. sprouts. Oh yes. yeah, um, you know it, it's it's not unusual at all to plant a second round of broccoli, and for that matter, kale and cabbage and all of those. This is a great time to go ahead and and uh, plant those things, and and this is the time, the correct time to start planting your fennel and. Um, well, like we talked about last week, uh, the dead con radish and the, and the Chinese cabbage, all of those things grow, um, uh, very well, uh, from this point on. And in another 10 days, and I hate to say this, but the days will start getting shorter sometime here in June, some, <laughs> just as they get the, the longest day of the year. <laughs> and some plants like fennel, they actually do better because they're less likely to bolt. And more likely to fill out. Uh, so, uh, yes, definitely keep planting. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plant some of those daikon uh, radishes yeah. this week. Yeah. yeah. I have never done that before. Yeah. And we like the kimchi and everything, so we'll see what, uh, yeah. what and, comes of it. Yeah. yeah they, and they're, they have multiple uses. They're really mm-hmm. very, very delicious. Well, I like all kinds of radish. Have you ever heard the phrase "had the radish"? Yeah, it's it's a completely it's a Vermont saying. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I was listening to um, uh, you know program that deals with uh, the uh, etymology of words. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, well, there are all kinds of sayings, you know, everywhere. But uh, the one "had the radish" it originated in Vermont, and nobody in any other state says it. Apparently, I'll be darned. And uh, they don't know really where it came from, uh, except. It might have been, uh, you know, a, a boulderization or something of, of some French phrase that sounds a little bit like had the radish. Uh, but, but that's only a guess. Well, but isn't I, that amazing? I've been using had the radish since I, apparently since I came to Vermont. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I'll say, look at, yeah. look, look, look at my radio. That thing's had the radish. Had the radish. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's sort of like, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's worn out or, yeah, right. or, you know, it's, it's, uh, in terminal condition or, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing is. Yeah, usually my, you know, usually I'm told my, my jackets had the radish <laughs> or my, radish. you know, my jeans have had the radish. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's a, it's a Vermont saying. Well, if I, anybody knows of, where it came from, yeah, let us know. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the, the raspberry, you know. I mean, yes. When you, we you all know, know what a raspberry is, but we're not going to create one. <laughs> no, right? I guess not. We, we made it so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be called into court's oh, oh, office. And, what about the raspberries I heard on the air? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a joke about the the guys yes, croaking. Yeah, yeah, yes, you know, yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, that was just a joke. Well, I, wasn't, yeah. I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't want anybody well, to <laughs> come and co-host in the, uh, the music to go to the dump. I said. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've decided that we're not going to try not to offend. You know, certain, you know, people. We, we, what we do is we make it a point of offending everybody. Everyone there. So yeah. people feel, so, feel that they've got equal treatment, you know, yes, including, right. including a lot of self-deprecatory stuff. So yeah, we're all right. in, we're all in right. it together. There's no way we're going to get out of it other than together. You'll you know? have to have the uh, PC disclaimer, right? That's right. <laughs> Everything political. As long as there's no trucks, you know, government trucks outside with FCC <laughs> written on the side, uh, I consider it a successful day. And broadcasting. 
Well, I I heard that there's a lot <laughs> a lot of those uh, gypsy moths, which are now not called gypsy moths. No, no, they have been uh, they have been rebranded. Yes, and they are. Uh, they are uh, well. They 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 are uh, spongy. Spongy. Listen to this a little. Yeah. Bit. It's just a little. Electric car on road. Oh, that's the electric car. I had hungry. I had a song called "Hungry Little Caterpillar." That was my electric car song. Forget about that one. <laughs> By the way, we we, we had a nice gathering. Uh, I mentioned this on on the uh, dump program. We had a nice gathering at the uh, uh, Vermont Mountaineers game on yes. WDEV yes, night. That was fun. And it uh, took an hour in the electric car to get there. Yeah. And then when I ran out of not gas but amps, yeah, it took us about four hours. Oh, we was did. it that long? Well, we had Joel, to let it charge. Called, it. We should have let we let it charge an hour. <laughs> Uh, was it in in water? Did we go to Waterbury at the train station? But I know we went to Williston and then <laughs> South Burlington, and then made it in on a whimper uh, into Colchester. You so. should have called us. We could have you could have parked it all night. We could have come over to our place. No well, problem. I was going to ask you if you had like a forty four mile extension cord that we could borrow, <laughs> plug it in your garage. I'll give you my car remote. <laughs> I thought, well, we we talked about it on the dump program. They're, they're uh, wonderful. They're wonderful devices, but boy, you, you really have to plan them. You do have to plan it. Yes, yes. You should have just parked it and give us a call. Well, it was dark at night and everything, and we had a list of where these places are. When it, you know, when you're in Montpelier and you and you're going to Colchester, you know, yeah. it's like almost fifty miles or yes. whatever. Yeah. And the car says you've got seven miles left. <laughs> you've got to go to some plan B. It, yes, so. you do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the only place I know for sure there's fast chargers is up by the interstate at the um, you know right by Applebee's and Days Inn there. There's some of those, but I'm not sure that those will work in every car. I think they're the some uh, of them are Tesla and Tesla, some of, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there are well, let me see, let me if I can find this. Uh, yeah, hungry little is this a hungry little caterpillar? The very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, here we go, by Eric Carl. Light of the moon, a little egg lay on a leaf. <laughs> One Sunday morning, the warm sun came up, and pop! Out of the egg came a tiny and very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> he started to look for some food. On Monday. Well, I'm not going to play the whole song, but what he did, what that hungry little caterpillar did, along with about 12 million of his uh, brethren, uh, found all the trees around the Colchester uh, ballpark, Colchester High School ballpark. And needless to say, 99% of the fans at the uh, semifinal game uh, between Colchester and Burlington went into the stands where there were no trees, and (laughs) yours truly went under the... uh, Biggest tree I could find, and I was open seats, right? Well, they were they they were the cheap seats. Uh, Well, we brought our own little, you know. And uh, anyway, we were rained upon by those hungry little guys. It it doesn't bother me so much, but my companions were uh, were they're in a panic. I think we have somebody on the line, and it could be the boss with a pink slip, or it could be a listener. (laughs) Hello. Hi, this is Linda. I do not have a pink slip. Oh, oh, oh thank goodness. I've lasted another day. <laughs> Hi, Linda. What's up? 
Hi, I just looked up uh, the Greek use of the word radish. Oh, good. It was used as a punishment for adulterers. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, and, and you don't want to know how they... Uh, used it. Oh, I, I don't want to know. I, I'm no, guilty of a number of things, but I'm pretty sure. I, I love your program. Thank you. So. <laughs> well, thanks. Now we know why we why we had the radish. Yeah, I, I, look up Catullus. He's one of the Greek poets. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. There we go. So thank you. So we're getting a little f- more insight on yeah. on how on how the I, don't, I can only imagine what the punishment would be, but I don't yeah, want it. Yeah. And uh, no, you don't. And I don't. I don't intend to uh, commit such uh, indiscretions <laughs> at, at this point. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, life, yeah, you take care. life these days is thanks fragile enough call, as is. <laughs> well, I think the programs had the radish. <laughs> well, at least for a week, anyway. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Yeah, I, I do want to mention that uh, I'm. Uh, want to congratulate the the uh, UVM class of seventy two, seventy, and seventy one having their big party. Yeah. I'm going to be attending that. Not that I'm part of that class. I was class of Middlebury <laughs> about six or eight years earlier. So very sobering that I'm going to be part of a party for people <laughs> celebrating their 50th college reunion. And they're all younger than they're me. They're all younger, yeah. <laughs> so, that must be quite the so, uh, so anyway. So I guess we're going to get Greg in here, right? Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hardly a substitute for me. It's a great improvement. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't go that far well, at I tell all. You, but I, I, I do enjoy Greg's show if during you, the week. If uh, you listen to The Getaway, it is absolutely yeah, yeah. Vermont music. Music and, Absolutely, and, and uh, you know the way it's put together and organized and curated, yeah. it is yeah. the best. Plus his personality, yeah. Greg Hooker hosting uh, the Great American Music Hall from now until six o'clock. Right. And what are we doing? Let me just see if I still have. <laughs> Do we have the outro here? Let me inch just see. By inch, inch by inch, I think uh, something's happening. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> inch by inch, row by row. Gonna make this garden grow All it takes is a rake and a hoe And a piece of fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Someone bless these seeds I sow Someone warm them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down Well, our program today brought to you by the Willie Store Family owned since 1900 in Greensboro by Poly Construction, Gregory Drive in South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store, they're right there on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester, right diagonally across from the Spanked Puppy. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Sticksandstuff.com. That's the online website for store locations, hours, and great bargains. PR Lumber, Route 15 and Walkett. Family milled lumber for all your projects and expert help. PR Lumber, they're on Facebook as well. Guy's Farm and Yard, with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. 
guysfarmandyard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. They sponsor the In the Garden podcast, dandelionacres.com. Do join us again next Saturday at 1230 in the noon hour for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Someone warn them from below Till the rain comes tumbling down Till the rain comes tumbling down